Is it great that they have to secrete so much mucus that they lose all of their water content? No. But <laughs> have they figured out an okay way to cope with it? Absolutely. Hello, would you like a We're pack dehydrated. of dehydrated snail? <laughs> <laughs> We're just dehydrating people and then just like zapping them. Reactivate with water. <laughs> oh that sounds God. like something we'd see on an episode of The Good Place. Or like Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to CritterCast episode 13, woo, woo. which many cultures believe is a lucky number, uh-huh. and other cultures that are confused believe is an unlucky number. Yes. They're just confused. It's okay. a lucky number. Yeah, obviously. It's not one of my favorite numbers because I like symmetry, but it's a lucky mm, number. Of course. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, episode 13, and we have finally decided to delve into something a little bit smaller. We've been doing a lot of not, large animals. Not necessarily. Oh. I mean, in general, it's not going to be as big as a buffalo or a great white shark. No. So smaller. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And also just a a type of creature we haven't quite delved into yet. I mean, the closest with this one that we had probably was our cephalopod episode. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like not at all related, but the closest, you know, it doesn't fall. I mean, kind of related. I guess so. Yeah, Yeah. I suppose so. Um, in the world of CritterCast, you all will have noticed a uh, strong absence from social media, and there really is not a reason for that other than... There is. <laughs> it, it was a crazy, crazy two weeks. Yeah, I suppose so. It's been about two weeks. Y'all. Oh my gosh. I was finishing up um, summer classes and trying desperately to get everything <clears throat> wrapped up um, so that we could go on... Vacation. Karina was trying to arrange everything here at home and in her job so she could go on vacation. And then, guess what we did? We went on vacation. We did. And it was great. But here's the thing, guys. So we promised you this video about (laughs) Disneyland Critters, and they did not make themselves visible for footage. No. Uh, We saw plenty of ducks, which, you know, we knew was going to be a big one. Mm -hmm. And I do have a lot of random footage of ducks. Yeah. um, But that's not the video we wanted to make. I wanted to make a more interesting video for you guys. And we were not able to do that because they just were not cooperating for us. So that isn't going to happen. Clearly, the solution <laughs> is we need to go back to Disney And just stay there until we get footage yes. of the feral cats that yes. I really wanted to get exactly. footage of. I just wanted to show you guys that there are cats in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And I could steal someone else's footage. I thought it would be fun to get our own. We also saw some really cool beetles and yeah, birds. We did. And we just didn't get footage of all of them yeah. because... Mad, my, mad rush. My personal vlog footage was very poor this time around, too. I just, like, was you not vlogging. You were more concentrated on the experience. Well, part of it, too, is that Adriana and I, like, have done it a couple times now. And when it's me and one other person, like, it's really easy and natural for me to vlog. Because mm-hmm. I've done it quite a bit, especially with Adriana. Mm-hmm. But when there's other people involved, it's just not as natural to, like, pull mm-hmm. out my camera and start filming them. Yeah. And so it was really easy to do with Adriana. It was easy to do with my ex-boyfriend because, I don't know, just we needed something to well, do. And you've done to a lot fill of videos space. together, too. <laughs> That's true. Um, we had done plenty of videos together, so it wasn't like I was uncomfortable. Not that I was uncomfortable sticking my camera in front of anybody, but, you yeah. know, we didn't have a conversation about it before, so. Is what it is. Either way, we did not get the footage we wanted, so we didn't make the video we wanted. Yeah. And we also just haven't been posting on our Instagram or Facebook because we've been really busy 
in our personal life. Um, but that doesn't mean that we haven't been thinking CritterCast, and it doesn't mean that we haven't been doing stuff for CritterCast. We just haven't been putting it out there for you. Yeah. We, you know, every so often we have to actually pay attention to our jobs that pay us. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Um, which, you know, takes up a lot of time. Yeah. But we did get our order in of our first official set of business cards. They're glossy because we ordered them glossy. They're so um, We got some business cards. We got more stickers. And we are all prepped to head out to the Sacramento Reptile Show this yeah. weekend. Um, and we will be wearing our shirts. Mine, which is probably many sizes too big because I wasn't thinking about <laughs> sizes. Mm-hmm. It's probably, it'll probably fit me actually about, about like the loose pajama t-shirt that I'm yeah. wearing right now. That's probably how it's going to fit Just me. Just nod it. It'll it's be fine. fine. Um, we will be wearing our CritterCast Basil logo shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, probably going to skip the hat. Maybe I'll make Jake wear it. Yeah. It did not come out the way I was... In my head, I thought it would be a a higher quality thing, but now I'm realizing it was just screen printed on. I think it would be really cute if it was embroidered on. I completely agree. Super cute. Yeah. Which would be more expensive than $10, so that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We learned our lesson. (laughs) Vistaprint, great for just basic, like, printed paper goods. Mm -hmm. Stickers came great. The t-shirts. Yeah. The The t-shirts were actually great, too. Um, Like, screen printed t-shirts. Great. But if you want anything a little bit fancier, um, you're getting screen printing. So yeah. just keep that in yeah. mind. And yeah. the hat quality, the t-shirt quality, I mean, it's just a Hanes t-shirt. The hat quality, not good. Skip the hat. <laughs> Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. But we did get those. Um, so I suppose we'll be spending some time tomorrow night with Jake cutting up stickers. Because the one thing is, unlike the Avery stickers, they don't come perforated. I have that sliding oh, paper slider. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Either way, we will be cutting up stickers to hand out to yeah, people. We will. So if you are local to our area and you decided to stop by the Sacramento Reptile Show on Sunday, not on Saturday, because mm-hmm. you know real jobs. Um, so on the day that this goes live, uh-huh. um, stop by. Yeah. And see us and say hi if you see us in our shirts and ask mm-hmm. for stickers because we have them and business cards because we have them. Yes. It'll be super fancy. Either way, we'll have fun. We'll be there. We will not be picking up any new members of the family or the CritterCast crew this time around, but we will enjoy just hanging out and seeing all the cool stuff with our usual helpers. And send us your pictures if you pick up anything. If you happen to be at the the Sac Reptile Expo, send us pictures of what you see and what you get and the cool things you find there. Yeah, definitely. But I don't really have high hopes of... I feel like we should stop asking for stuff because... Almost nobody sends us anything. We're building a community. It takes okay. time. Sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. So, episode 13. Yeah. What are we talking about? What is so similar to cephalopods? Mm-hmm. 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 Well. It's another grouping of animals. Right. It's Here's the thing. They're also mollusks. Mollusks. Which I'm not sure that most people... They would probably realize it if they sat down and thought about it, uh-huh. but I'm not sure that they just would automatically categorize these particular beings yeah. as mollusks. It's the same as like an, an octopus or a jelly. or Yeah, because they fall into the bug category very often. Yes. Yeah. Um, they're not bugs. Right. No, because they, they live all over the place, not just on land. They literally live all over over the place except for in the air (laughs) you think (laughs) (laughs) um shall we put them out of their suspense they've read the title there's no i assume they know what we're talking (laughs) about they've read the title (laughs) we're talking about snails yes 
Which, and, and slugs. We're talking actually about all gastropods because it's too hard to separate them because snails are slugs that have shells. a shell. <laughs> They're just non-homeless slugs. Exactly. <laughs> well, and here's the cool thing. Slugs actually do have internal shells. What? I know, right? Don't go out of order. That's too confusing okay, for I'm me. Okay, I'm sorry. We'll I just say that. Won't throw like, any hot facts at you yet. That slugs are homeless snails. Okay. <laughs> yes. The end. Yes. That's the whole podcast. Have okay, a good bye. day. Thank you. <laughs> um, I will just say right off the bat, I think snails are the coolest. I really adore them. I've I always, know this about you. I've always thought snails were the coolest. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to delve back into them. I learned a lot about them in junior high mm-hmm. when my love of them started. But How um, did you get started appreciating snails? That For that, I have to thank my 7th grade life science teacher, Mrs. Hansen. Oh, uh, 7th grade science teachers are the best. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I do have to thank her for that. She was the best, and we did lots of cool things. I don't want to get too much into personal stories right away, though. Yeah, no, like, we want to we got to spit some facts. But we'll talk more about Mrs. Hansen and my love of snails later. Sounds but I just great. wanted to, like, preface this episode where, like, yeah. there will be no resistance from me. Yay! There's no myth busting here. It's just a love of snails. Back to the good old fashioned critter cast days. How shall we talk about snails? Shall Where we shall talk, we start? Shall we talk about how snails are a member of? <laughs> sorry, I'm being attacked. Of um, the class Gastropodae, which is honey. Okay, all right. Wow. Which is the um, the largest group in the phylum Mollusca. So they are related to the octopuses, to the jellies, all those good things because they're all mollusks. But snails, slugs, and a couple of other types of things are all gastropods. So the snails are the ones that have a shell into which they can withdraw. And the slugs, the they don't have external shells they are snails whose shell has been reduced to an internal fragment or completely lost in the course of evolution i don't understand i mean i guess i i guess for this we we have to get into like how a snail's shell functions for me to be able to understand how it could like Regress into them internally. Look, I tried to research the evolution of snails and like <laughs> figure out like, okay, what did they start out as? Yeah. How have they evolved? Okay, if you've ever seen a snail like moving and you right. know, or you've seen snail tracks or snail right. tracks, they're all windy. They go all over the place. Yeah. There's no clear logic. Yeah. That's the evolutionary <laughs> trees of a snail. <laughs> they just they don't follow anyone's it rules. It does not make... <laughs> I kind of think maybe they're aliens because they are just... Just drop down on the world to look like this. They do not fit into just, our world. We put evolution <laughs> on there just because we're like, yeah, everything evolves. But, like, honestly, they didn't. They're they just so kind of popped down like this. And they all evolved in super different ways. And some of them are still incredible primitive and some of them are have like hugely complex social pattern it's look they're fucked up yeah it's wild but it's cool yeah 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 i admire them but let me tell they just, you like don't care what anybody else thinks of them researching was a pain in the ass <laughs> nobody cares enough about snails it's just not no, like it's not fair information on snails well that's why we're gonna do what yeah. we can to make it easier and yeah. more accessible for you guys to learn about snails which is Super important because snails 
I think, have a lot to offer us. Right? They're incredibly successful at surviving and adapting. Amazing. So they're among the very few groups of animals that have become successful in all three of the major habitats, the ocean, freshwaters, and land. Yep. So there's land snails, sea snails, and freshwater snails. Yep. Like, what? Yeah, the only thing they can't do is fly. But one Yet. day, yeah. Don't I think rule these that guys probably out. a UFO will just deposit a snail into the sky, and yeah. instead of falling to its death, it will just start floating. Yeah. See, because, okay, well, we'll get into this later, but they can grow, like, random appendages. Yeah. So they'll just grow wings. Yeah. They'll just be like, okay, cool. I'm oh, now I fly these, now. <laughs> these gelatinous muscle it'll flaps be, <laughs> to fly. <laughs> it'll be like that ending scene from Bug's Life where he turns into yes. a butterfly, but his wings are like the most pathetic Tiny things ever, but sad. he can still fly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. That's exactly what it's going to be. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I could just go outside and find us a snail uh-huh. to be our guest host, but I could also just go into that fish tank and yes, grab us a true. snail. <laughs> it's true. But I don't want to take it out of the water. That no. doesn't seem fair. It wouldn't do very well. Um, although snails can have lungs or gills depending on the species in their habitat, and some marine snails actually have lungs, and some land-based snails have gills. For what reason? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's just, I, wow. Right? Snails. Snails, man. They are all over the place. In so many ways. I love it. <laughs> uh, I love it away. Hey. Oh, that's a different song. I know. I'm, oh I'm not, it's a mashup. It's not a mashup. <laughs> I'm just, that was our first musical reference of the day at 18 minutes. So, okay. you know, we're doing good. All right. They're also all over the world in their diet. Mm. So, right. So what would you assume snails eat? Well, I know that they eat, actually... Right? Do I know what they eat? Yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe... No, that's not right. I was going to say, like, I felt like they eat leaves, but that's caterpillars. Mm-hmm. We want snails in our garden mm-hmm. because they... Do they eat insects? Some of them do. Yeah. Land yeah. snails, like a lot of land mm-hmm. snails. Some of them do eat leaves. Okay. Plant material, algae. Yeah. Um, others... So some of them are herbivores. Mm-hmm. Some of them are predators. Some of them are omnivores. Some of them are scavengers. Like, all over the place, man. A few of them are even external or internal parasites for other invertebrates. Snails? Mm -hmm. Like, specifically? Or are we just talking about, like, gas? We're talking about all gastropods. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, like, snails specifically as parasites. I'm not... No slugs. Yeah. Yeah. That makes way more sense. Right. Slugs are, like, I, I like slugs, yeah. okay? But I like them a little less than I like snails. See, I grew up in Oregon, on the, the west side of Oregon, mm-hmm. where there are multitudinous snails mm-hmm. of, of quite um, large and brightly colored variety, like mm-hmm. the banana slug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a big thing for us, too. And I think those are cool. Yeah, they're cool, but... It's just, like, not all slugs. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Banana slugs are different. Yeah. They also, like, live out in the forest. I mean, I think most Oregonians have kind of a, not really a love-hate, but, like, a begrudging affection for okay. slugs. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I have a slug story so we'll get into later, too, oh, why I maybe don't particularly okay. love slugs. Okay, fine. Yeah. So, similarly, in sizes, again, all over the fucking place. 
Right. Yes. Tiny, so, tiny baby. Teeny. Micro snails. Teeny, teeny, tiny. So the smallest, um, like, adult marine snails, forest litter snails, are less than one millimeter. So that's .04 of an inch in diameter. Yep. At the other extreme, however, the largest land snail, which is in Africa, it forms a shell that is almost 20 centimeters, which is about eight inches long. Right? That's just, that's just the shell. Right. So... Yeah, that's just the shell. That's not the whole body. Yeah. And then the largest freshwater snails, uh, which are in South America, reach nearly 10 centimeters in diameter. And the largest marine snail, which occasionally grows up to, guess, guess how big? Two feet. Yes. Dang, you nailed that. You do know your snails. Look at me. I'm (laughs) impressed. The longest snail. Oh, snails do live as parasites. So the longest snail um, grows up to be about 50 inches in length, and it lives in the body cavity of a sea cucumber. How big are sea cucumbers? Oh, they're big. What the heck? Yeah. I was just kind of assumed they were like the size of cucumbers. <laughs> I mean, some cucumbers can be two feet. Yeah, I mean, so diameter-wise. 50 inches, though. Yes. Yeah. To live in, so it ha- a sea cucumber would have to be bigger than that. Yes. Yeah, it would be almost, almost five feet over, over what four feet. What the heck? Yeah. Because, like, oh, so we have measurements in our head because we're measuring around trying to see how big of a couch we yeah. can fit to upgrade our couch. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was thinking, okay, so we, there was that oversized armchair that we definitely could not fit that was 55 Even though inches, we love it. And it was so huge. Yes. You're telling me there is a sea cucumber out there that's probably that big. Yes, and that it has a parasite snail in it. <laughs> that is that big. Yes. That is kind of <laughs> horrifying. I know. But now I'm just having flashbacks to, like, the old original Dr. Doolittle, where he, like, rides in a yes. in a giant, like, yeah. sea snail. Absolutely. And it's, I don't even know, I don't think it's real. No. It's, like, in the fake shell. Yes. But, like... There could be sea snails out there that large. What? Maybe not quite that large, because I'm sure he was a big human male and it wouldn't fit inside. But still, Well, and here's the crazy part is that the diameter Mm -hmm. is only about 0.2 inches. Oh. Yeah. So it's a flat snail. Yes. Oh. Yeah, right? A flat snail shell. So crazy, It's like flat Stanley. Man, okay, here's another thing. Snails come in a bunch of different shapes and sizes. Their shells do tend to always be based upon the logarithmic spiral. And we talked about this before with with, mm-hmm, with the octopuses. N- nautilus. Yes, exactly. Nautilisks. Yeah. Yes. And the, the golden ratio and all that good stuff. But yes. the way that, they, that that manifests in different shells, it's all over the place. Some shells are, like, hairy. Some are spiky, some are tall, some are long, some are fat, some are thin. Huge, huge amount of diversity in snail shapes. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's um, a lot of different types of snails and slugs and other sorts of gastropods. So of the more than 65,000 species, right? about 30,000 are marine. 
5,000 live in freshwater, and 30,000 live on land. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a lot. Yep. The most diversity that you'll find amongst uh, gastropods is in the oceanic gastropods, uh, particularly in variety of shell structures and tropical waters, which makes sense because you see that in, um, in fish, too. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, well, because tropical waters are so colorful and there's so many different um, little ecosystems yeah. in just like every tiny pocket that yep. they have to be evolved to blend in or yeah. not blend in as needed. Exactly. So you'll actually be able to find about several, several hundred species uh, just in a single coral reef habitat. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you've ever gone and visited, like, tide pools, yes. you'll see so many different right. snails and slugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you wouldn't, like, to the normal person, you may just be like, oh, yeah, different, different, different. Mm-hmm. And, like, you might not even be able to tell the difference between a tiny snail and a tiny crab. Because right. they're so small. Right, they're like, so small. Um, it's a shell. It's moving. <laughs> <laughs> it moves. I can't it's a rock tell. that or moves. Or it's, it's not moving, and so, like, I, maybe it's just a growth on this rock. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I could easily, and that's just mm-hmm. in like coastal tide pools, right. not even in trop. I mean, it's salt water, but it's yeah. not like tropical warm water. Right, right. It's just not that fancy. Nope. And, and that makes sense too, because those are really um, hospitable habitats. Exactly. They lend themselves to a lot of development and evolution and. Mm-hmm. That's in contrast to the Arctic or subarctic coasts, where there are just a few species, but quite numerous population of those few species. So that's cool. Um, a number of deep sea species are also known, many of which have been found uh, near or in hydrothermal vents, like in the Mariana Trench, places like that. So again, I say snails are aliens. I mean... They don't have to be aliens to survive and... Pretty sure. No. There's lots of cool things that live there. They're not Mm. aliens as much as they're primordial. We're the aliens. Pacific Rim says, the the movie Pacific Rim Mm -hmm. says that things that come out that hurt from the Mariana Trench are um, from a different dimension no so, no i really think that sure. snails are just like the primordial original creatures primordial of, ooze. of this <laughs> they just they just kind of slurped out of the primordial ooze and and we all just kind of took over the world and they were like they just didn't care enough to fight us on yeah. it yeah so they just kind of let us have it okay that makes sense that's why everything they do, do makes no sense to us yeah because that's just how things were done before yeah. We tried to come in and create order, and they just thrive on chaos. They they do. They oh thrive God. on chaos, except for in their shell patterns. What? Right. Because they're all about the. They the have to have like um some moment of like you know what they are. They're calm like those the storm, like those fractals, like those math, um, the different ratios that you can get in to create the crazy, crazy fractal patterns that look super chaotic but actually are all based around really precise ratios. You look and speak words to me as <laughs> if I understand anything about advanced math. And I kind of tapped out at, like, Algebra 2. So <laughs> it's not happening. I had to do a lot of math. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, I mean, yes, I think they've probably, they're just too sophisticated for us. Yes. It seems chaotic, but actually they are 
Sure. All insane. I'm happy to believe this. Yes. Yeah. This is our, They're actually our guaranteed theory. A very advanced species. I mean, as I mean, yes. multiple species is just like a whole group of animals that we've just kind of piled into this little group of animals that we don't pay attention to because mm-hmm. we just can't understand them. They're too complex for us, so we're just like, right, here you go. Yes. <laughs> There's been comparatively like not that much research on snails and slugs and right? other types of gastropods. Like it's like, crazy. Humans are like, yeah, they don't seem all that worth it. Scientists who are listening, especially if you're more advanced in your careers and your degrees, yeah. stop. Stop it right there. Stop and go. Refocus. Back. Study snails. Redo your dissertation research <laughs> on snails give or us slugs what or other gastropods. Give us what we want. Give we it to want us. it. <laughs> I want it all. Number two. I want it. I want it. I knew. Does that count? It does. It's a musical. Yeah, sure. It's a Disney movie musical, but it's still a musical, so it counts. counts. All right. The other one was from Xanadu. Come on. It started as a movie musical. It's a classic. And it's not even a musical song. (laughs) It's a jukebox musical. Well. Okay, so another interesting thing about snails. Okay. Land snails, in particular, are not good at being land snails. In that. They suck at being on the land. Oh. Like, there's a lot of them, but yeah, they're yeah. bad at it. Right? Like, yes. they're always getting stepped on. Mm-hmm. They're always, like... Yeah. But those are my favorite. I know. They're cool. But snails originated in the water, mm-hmm. and they just haven't completely adapted to being out of the water. So, anytime that a snail, a land snail, is actively moving, mm-hmm. they're continuously losing water mm-hmm. and becoming depleted. And that's why you can kill them with salt. Mm-hmm. Don't, because they're sweet and precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, just like, why? Why would you do that? Because what kind of person are you? They're eating your garden. So? So, some people care about their gardens. Get over it. Build your garden <laughs> elsewhere. Make your garden. Bring your garden the- inside. <laughs> like, I don't know. What's your problem? Build a new house. It just seems like garden. that's, oh, I don't know. Never mind. I'm not going to go down that path. <laughs> that's just, that seems like a, an, an unnecessarily cruel way to kill creatures. Yeah. But definitely. I'm just not going to go down that path because no. there's a lot of things like that. Also, according to scientists just this year, mm-hmm. all of the most popular ways to try and kill snails and slugs yeah. that that gardeners employ yeah. do not work. Oh, and it's probably also just damaging like your yeah. garden. Yeah, most of them. Without doing what you want to do. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's some more things about how they don't manage on land. So during periods when water isn't available to them, they retreat into their shells and they remain inactive until conditions approve. So that's why we see so many on a morning after it's rained or after there have been sprinklers. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise they're in their shells just hanging out. Yes. Just waiting for yes. water. Yes. You say this as if this is a fact I do not know, but this is Well, I know indeed, you know. This is I don't indeed know if other people know. the reason that I love snails. Because they... L- hide when there's no water? No, because my 7th grade science teacher kept a shoebox full of hibernated snails. Oh. Every year, she would just take them out and run them under the faucet, and then we would study them. (laughs) (laughs) And then they would just go back. Like, it's just the coolest thing in my mind. They could just be like, not a cool piece, I'm done for the year. Yeah. 
The, yep. the lowest maintenance pets you will ever have. Absolutely. You could just put them in a shoebox yep. and they will live. Yep. What? <laughs> See, I think that is actually a really great way to adapt Absolutely. to living on land. Look, it seems pretty damn effective. Because right? they hibernate during winter. They um, hibernate during drought. Land snails have been found above the snow line. Others have been... Um, Observed inhabiting barren deserts where they have to remain inactive for years right? between rains. And they're like, they basically yeah. are just dead, but they're not. But they're not. Right? Like, how, how deep what? into hibernation do you have to go oh to survive years without taking in nutrients or putting out anything? You just kind of like literally go yeah. into deep sleep mode on your, like an electronic. This is what we should study. Right? For, like, space travel. Or, like, any, like, or just, like, put everybody yeah. into deep sleep that has suffering yep. ailments until we find cures and then wake them up as you need. Well, just pour some water on them. <laughs> Along that same line, scientists have also discovered that the mucus that snails excrete mm-hmm. um, could actually be very effective for wound treatment and repair. Why are we not doing more about this? Why do we, we not have our best men on them? And that women. sounds gross. Oh, wow. That sounds disgusting. We'll, we'll get there. We'll talk about that. First, though, let's talk about how snails move. Yeah. So how do they move? Well, snails and slugs and other yeah. creatures like them mm-hmm. are... I always forget omniped. Mm-hmm. Omnipeds. Yeah, I'm like, which one do you put in front of the yeah. pet? Meaning one, literally one foot. Yes. they're one-footed creatures, and so it's like if you had just one human foot yep. that had some. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just picturing a human foot. Yep, you just kind of have to wiggle the edges yes. in order to move forward. Yeah, which is like. Very effective when you're trying to cling to things. Sure. You know, because they're quite sticky yeah. and they can really like grasp around the mm-hmm. edges with their little flexible foot. Or even onto the water tension at the surface of the water. Exactly. It's not super effective when you're trying to get across a path. No. Which is why we find so many crushed shells. Yes. It's very sad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So most of the snails do only have the one foot. Yes. Um, But some of them do have... So the ways that they move their foot um, depends on the type of species that they are. He's coming over to you. Yeah. Um, So some of them have, like, a a series of contracting waves that they make with their foot muscle. Mm -hmm. But some of them have, like, a divided foot that's divided into two different muscle groups so that they can move Ooh, the right... More like stepping. Yeah, exactly. So they kind of do yeah. like a right and left undulating movement. That's, is that more of a marine thing? It feels like it'd no, be more that's, of an underwater thing. I mean, yeah, like there's diversity throughout them all. Honey, come here. I know. Yeah, it's okay. crazy. Uh, so another thing that people probably don't think that snails have, uh-huh. like a foot... Right. Is teeth. Yeah. Okay. So at some point earlier this week, yeah. you alluded to being excited. Yes. About talking about snail teeth. Yes. And I'm I'm a little bit frightened. I'm so excited. Because anytime you're really excited to share a fact with me, yeah. I think I'm going to have nightmares. Yeah. Ever since tampon eyes. Yeah, you will. It's like terrible flashbacks. Yes. Yeah. Are so just like prepared? give me a moment to like <laughs> mentally collect my thoughts and like gather the tears in my eyes so that I'm ready for my big moment. Well, they do not have tampon teeth. 
Gross. Thanks. Now I am thinking about that. Um, <laughs> cool. Just go. The tears are ready to fall freely. <laughs> Delightful. So they vary in number. Snails and slugs have teeth, um, but they can have anywhere from two teeth okay. to multiple rows of teeth that add up to about 25,000. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. Like two jagged uneven, unequal teeth. Yeah. Or like a row of leech-like yes. horrifying tiny pointy things. Wait, it gets better. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It just gets worse. <laughs> so the teeth tend to curve inward? How, what? Because it, it protects so they're set back in the in the mouth. Right. And they curve inward so that they don't um, hurt the, the snail's mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, but it also helps to pull their prey down into their throat. Right. Right? So they're kind of like um, like tweezers. Okay. Like extruding from the back of their mouth. Oh, God. Tampon eyes and tweezer teeth. <laughs> I don't okay, wait. like it. Now I'm imagining the next evolution of snails, and it's a snail-owl hybrid. No. Yes. That's In how they take world? over the air. In what world does that make any sense? In what world do snails make sense? In this world. No. They make more sense than we do. They don't. They don't make yes, any sense. Okay, so do. let me tell you more about their teeth, because these teeth do not make sense. Some of their teeth have poison. Why? <laughs> Why do you have to destroy things that I love? I mean, I think this just makes them cooler. No, it's not cool to have poisonous teeth. So a particular type of gastropods, like a, a grouping of gastropods known as cones, um, especially the large fish-eating cones, use their radular teeth, the ones that like catch and pull in, as a harpoon with poison injecting from the teeth into, pop, pop, stop, 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 through the hollow shaft of the tooth into the prey. I'm not into that at all. It's cool. I'm it's, just, I'm not into it. It is cool as fuck. Again, you're just oh on. Oh my God, it's a, so cool. On a track to destroy everything wait, I love. Listen to how strong this poison can be. No. This poison, um, especially in the larger cones, uh, they so they produce a variety of potent nerve poisons, which have been known to kill humans. Mm. Yeah. No, I yeah. don't. I don't want it. Yes. No, yes. I'm not. You have to have it. It's I don't. amazing. I don't want that in my life. I just, I don't. I'm right now. I have to Google what a cone snail looks like. It's a cone gastropod. Gastropod. If you Google cone snail, you're gonna, it's gonna tell you what it looks like because that's how the internet works. Yes. If you're semi close, it's that's gonna true. give it to you. Honestly, it's just like, like that type it's disappointing that you, that you find at like seaside shores that have the yeah. They're shaped See, like a I cone. I always thought that that was a crab shell. No. Like, because I've seen those oh, shells. like, hermit shells or exactly. hermit crabs will use shells like this. Ah. Yeah. Totally. I love hermit crabs. Too. Yeah, they're we'll cool. Talk about them we'll have another point. episode. I don't love them as pets, but I love them. No. We'll talk about them again. But see, that's why... When we were talking about earlier, like, how slugs have internal shells, and then I, I said I need to understand more about how yeah. snails have their shells, because it's always been confusing to me mm-hmm. that, like, I know hermit crabs yeah. as, like, 
hello, I have this shell. Mm-hmm. I got too big. I moved into a different no. shell. Snails grow their shell organically, and the shell grows with them. So th- they don't molt. It's like this one shell. Because yes. then there's other crabs that, like, molt their right. skins when right. they get too big and, like, grow a new shell. Yeah, no. So it's yeah. kind of like, no wonder they're so fragile. Like, mm, yeah. Especially, well, our common land snails, mm-hmm. like, are so fragile because it's, it's not, like, a thick, heavy-duty material because that would right. be so hard to grow. It's a right. pretty thin material. Yeah, yeah. I Some of the sea ones are definitely a lot thicker. Like right. Like, these cone ones that we're talking about or, like, conch shells, if you've yeah. ever... Or conch. I guess it's called conch. Really? Yeah. I think that's how it's actually supposed to be pronounced. That's a snail, too! Whoa. Yeah. You didn't know that? No, all this time I thought those were all crab shells. No. <laughs> all snails. I'm lo- also, for some reason, I just thought conch shells were like just the- there. They like- just exist. <laughs> they are a gift from the ocean. <laughs> I don't know why like, it didn't ever occur to me that like animals lived in Yes. Them. And remember uh, that one in the future because if you ever get stranded on a deserted island in the Caribbean there and there are conch shells around, conch shells around, you can eat that meat inside. That's actually a really good food source. And then you can use it to call for help. Yes. And to listen to the ocean to remember your traumatic experience after you're rescued. Just like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that got us off of the teeth, which we have to go back to because no, I'm not. I don't. I don't I I'm not done yet. I, you know, I hate, like, teeth in general. I, I don't like my teeth. I don't like human teeth. Like, teeth are weird and gross, and I don't like to think about them. This is just going to make it even better. Stop. So it's been determined in 2015 that snail teeth, specifically marine snails, which are commonly called limpets, um, are the sharpest teeth in town. In fact, they are the strongest substance. When you say in town. Yeah. By in town, I mean on earth. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Great white shark teeth. Nothing to these. They have diamonds, diamonds for teeth. They have stronger than diamonds for teeth. Uh, they can crunch up diamonds. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And they have to have those because the way that they live is that they cling to the rocks while waves are coming in and battering them because they're right there on the coastline, right? Yeah. So they have to be able to cling really strongly. They cling with their teeth. So that they, seems like it would hurt your jaw. Right? So they... They clamp down with a force of up to 75 pounds per square inch. And they use their muscular mollusk foot and a chemical secretion. Um, Okay, but even that isn't quite as impressive as the fact that they grind down the the rocks as they feed using their tooth-studded tongue, which is the radular tongue. So the tooth-studding is actually on that means nothing to me. Like, they have teeth on their tongue. Really strong, sharp teeth on their tongue. So they're not only gripping with their... So what's the point of a tongue, then? Like, just have teeth. So the um, UK engineers have discovered that those teeth are made of the strongest natural material out there. So they used to think, think that the strongest natural material was the silk that comes from the silkworms. Mm-hmm. Nope. This is stronger. This is the strongest natural material. Man. Yeah. Could you imagine what it would feel like to walk out of your, like, walk into your kid's room and accidentally step on that? 
instead of a Lego? No, thank you. The Legos would still be worse. That sounds... Like, there's nothing worse than <laughs> stepping... It's true. Or, like, we have dry pieces of dog treats. Kibble. Like, yes. it's not the kibble. It's the jagged, like... I've already half chewed on this rawhide and I've left it on the carpet. Yeah. Like right in the in the most tender part of the arch that, of your foot. Yeah. It's debilitating. It is. And I think that might be worse than snapping on a snail tooth. Yeah. I I agree. A snaggle tooth. <laughs> a snug snail? No, I know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because now those now those snails that have only one or two teeth to me mm-hmm. are going to be like snaggletooths. Oh, they're so cute. They only have one or two. They yeah. have two. They always. It'd have be two. horrendous. But okay. <laughs> anyway, now I just can't. No. So doesn't that sound appetizing? No. Oh well, you're in the minority then because snails have long been a food food source for humans across the globe. I know, but a lot of things are food sources for humans across the globe that I do not like and will never try. I think I totally I'm not so sure about trying like escargot, but here's the thing. I I I eat shrimp. Yes. I really like shrimp. Yes. Shrimp are basically the same. But they have a different texture. Do they? Have you tried escargot? I can look at it and tell you right now <laughs> that it's way more like an oyster or a clam. Yeah. And I, I don't do clams unless they're fried. Like, So you would eat fried escargot? Maybe. I don't know. I probably wouldn't be able to get past it. I know. I know. I think, <laughs> I think for me, I could try the other types. I could. So the other types that are commonly eaten are periwinkles, queen conchs, abalones, and turban shells. Oh, abalone. Yeah. That's Wait, a snail. Really? Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's not like, oh, I don't know what else did I think it was. I don't know. I guess I thought it was like falling in with the oysters and right, the clams. Right, But Again, it doesn't. those are but very closely but related. But it doesn't have shells on both sides. It doesn't live inside two halves. Nope. It's just the one. Yep, exactly. Oh. Mm-hmm. I love abalone shells. Yeah. They're so pretty. Yeah, right? I don't think I would eat one. So occasionally limpets and whelks are used for food, but they're much more commonly used as fish bait. Freshwater snails are rarely eaten. We prefer to eat the, the tropical snails instead. Um, land snails, however, have been eaten, particularly in the Middle East and Europe since prehistoric time. And today, a lot of the um, the snails that you think of to prepare escargot are European edible snails that are raised on snail farms. <laughs> I mean, at least they're being sustainable. <laughs> Such an odd thing to farm. Isn't that funny? I don't know. I guess my understanding of how many different things were snails was always... It's not that... Like, if I thought about it, yeah. I could probably think, yeah, this is a lot. But... Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I always just kind of assume that people who were eating escargot were just eating like, you know, the brown garden snails we have. <laughs> and that seemed disgusting. Just yes. like the worst thing in the yes. world. I mean, they do look closer to those. Right. But they're probably like, larger, I'd yes, assume. Yes, they're bigger. Because mm-hmm. like, that's not very much meat right there. No. In like a tiny little no, no. brown uh, snail. They're bigger, but they're not huge though. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. I feel like my dad told me that he's eaten escargot, but I could be getting that confused with frog legs. Mm. I can't remember which also one. Also sound he's unappetizing, but that's for a whole nother episode. My dad is a very adventurous eater. He's eaten, he went to China and he was, he just threw himself in. He was like, yes, I will eat basically anything. Well, he you did have not to not eat the thousand year eggs. Two that I like have else. not um, 
have not traveled, yeah. like, anywhere. Yeah. And I've had no reason to need to try other food. I mean, but also you live really close to San Francisco. Yes. And you have lived in the Bay Area. Yes. And the huge amount of diversity of food options there meant that I never had to eat anything I didn't want to eat. Calls for you no. to try <laughs> the flavors of the world. Dude, I didn't eat eggs until I was like eight years old. Damn girl. Like, I would not <laughs> eat eggs until one day my cousin asked for scrambled eggs for my grandma for breakfast and then she had them and I was like, actually those look pretty good because my grandma used to make really good scrambled eggs. Yeah. And then I was like, these are the best things in the world. <laughs> but I still won't eat other kinds of eggs. Like, I'll put a fried egg if it's like really yeah. fried on my fried rice. But you don't like the yolk? No. Yeah. It's gross. I'm not into it. But I also, like, I won't eat hard-boiled eggs. That's weird. Or, like, devil's eggs. Like, I just won't eat any of that. I, I pity you. <laughs> but also, that's more for me, so that's fine. <laughs> so this is why I say I shall never need to venture into snails at all. Um, so let's talk about some of the negatives and positives to having snails around. I mean, okay, I guess. What? You don't want to? I just feel like... No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Why? Because you've already ruined enough for me. No, but I'm going to tell you some reasons that we really need snails, too. Like, I just don't feel like I need reasons. I like them. They can just... They're cool. Okay, but in California, orange groves are plagued by a particular type of snail called the H. asperus. Aspersa. H. aspersa snail. So, um... And also many slugs that were introduced accidentally from Europe to both the western coastal and the eastern coast to the Midwestern United States have been a continual nuisance in home gardens. Those are the ones that you run into that you're like, ah, why are you eating my tomatoes? And freshwater snails um, sometimes become so numerous that they can clog the filtration systems of pumping stations. So those are some problems with invasive snail and slug species. I see those as being too big of problems. <laughs> I don't have a tomato garden. In, uh, <laughs> uh, affect you on your daily life. You really don't. <laughs> so, I, you know, if it doesn't affect see, me, then okay, it's just right? really not that important. Sure. <laughs> um, can I tell you some of the ways in which they're useful for you? Sure. Particularly, gastropods are useful because they decompose dead plants and animals into substances that can be used by other plants to manufacture new organic compounds. One might call them decomposers. Or one might call them upcyclers. Oh my god, snails are hipsters. Predators Snails are hipsters. Producers and DKR in the food chain. That's three. <laughs> That's not a musical, though. It's just a song I learned in junior high. Also counts as a musical. <laughs> Producers and DKR in the food chain. Wow. No? There, you're not seeing, but there is a dance that goes with this, and I'm really sorry that you're not seeing because it's amazing. I made it up. We did not learn a dance. I don't believe you. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so they're a very important part of the decomposer community and also significant predators. <laughs> it's so confusing, right? Like, uh, like which just... part of the food chain are you? Okay, here. I'm going to give you, I'm going to throw some more hot facts at you. You ready? No. These are really hot facts? I'm done. They're about snail sex lives. Oh. Oh, yeah. I don't want to know about this. Strap in. It's, it's going to no, get a little warm in I don't want to know this. <laughs> so snail sex lives are incredibly varied and complex. I'm not going to go into 
all of it because it just differs so vastly from species to species. However, while I was researching, here are some of the most interesting tidbits I found. I definitely encourage you, if you are lonely and bored, you know, hanging out at home at like 11 at night and you can't, you're not ready for bed yet, but you're sleepy and you want to get cozy, do... Listen to this podcast and don't do what Cassie's about to tell you to do. Do a Wikipedia deep dive. (laughs) Into, and not just Wikipedia, there's actually several really good sources um, about snail sex lives. The Encyclopedia Britannica has like a nine page exploration of the diversity of snail sex lives. So go read it. It will blow your mind. But here's the key points to take away. So a super all over the board, uh, like in ways that they mate and reproduce. It's, it's crazy. Um, B sea gastropods can grow new sex organs or can like, manifest new sex organs to facilitate better fertilization so that the um the sperm doesn't just go floating away in the sea like they can just make more of what they already have or Or they they can can, like make it in a different place so they can make like a male sex organ in a different part of their body that they can better use to um direct the sperm it feels like they maybe were just like not made correctly in the first place. If they have to make adjustments, do like maybe just do it differently. Right? You're just doing it wrong instead yes. of growing a whole new body part. Like yeah, okay. Maybe just adjust yourself. So conversely, the more primitive species of land gastropods directly transfer a stream or a gelatinous. This is a phrase I never thought I would say, but you're welcome. A gelatinous mass of sperm. By insertion of the penis. So one individual, so you'll have two, you have two gastropods, right? Like imagine two gastropods. I'm not going to. Okay, now think of them getting freaky. I'm not going to do that either. They're, one of them's a dead girl walking. I'm, it's, it's not happening. There's just <laughs> nothing in my head. dead girl walking. Uh, so one of the individuals can act as the male, and the other one can act as a female, or copulation can be reciprocal. And they'll just both inject each other with sperm. Okay. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> even more interestingly, and actually I love this. This is something that I think is... Um, a great argument for the diversity of like sexual orientation and um, identity and gender. We're talking about in snails the animal still. natural kingdom, uh-huh. right? You know how some people are like, "Oh, well, you're unnatural if you're gay or if you're transgender." Uh-huh. Well, wrong. This is very natural in the natural world. Uh huh. According to snails and slugs. Yes. So here's another example. While I do not disagree uh-huh. with your statement, and I firmly want to support and love everybody, and uh-huh. I, I don't believe anybody is unnatural, uh-huh. um, I, I just don't see that logic holding up. <laughs> well, I don't see how you can't see my logic here. Especially, We're the same as snails. No, especially because you spent a whole half of the <laughs> podcast insisting that snails were aliens. Oh, you're right. I was on the other side <laughs> this, of that argument. This argument is falling apart rapidly. Yes, it is. Uh, okay, Perhaps so you let should me not just... say things with such gumption. Damn. 
<laughs> Let me just tell you this cool fact Talk then. Less smile more. Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. If you're keeping track, that's fine. I know it is. <laughs> okay, so here's another let's get through. here's another amazing fact about um snails, slugs, and other gastropods. So members of the Prosa branch family begin life as fully functional males, but after a transitional phase, spend their remaining lifespan as females. The Crepidula species, for example, and this is kind of weird. I don't know why they do this. They didn't really talk about why. They just said, yeah, they do this. So they form stacks of as many as 19 individuals, like from top to bottom. The younger ones on top are male. The old ones on the bottom are female. And those in the middle are indeterminate in sex. Isolated young individuals function as males for only a week or two, but young males in a stack remain male for a longer period, though some unidentified influence of the larger, through some unidentified influence of the larger females underneath. Some limpets also often undergo sex reversals. This is all just way too complex. Yeah. Right? That's what I was telling you. It is all over the place. I mean, the reason for like, doing any of that, them. like... The reason for doing any of that is yes. for breeding purposes yes. and for your species to continue to and I think grow we've and thrive. Say it's working. Well, clearly, yeah. I just, I just find it all very extra and very unnecessary. I think they were going not, not consciously, of course, but like from an evolutionary perspective for the let's try as many different things as we can, and some of them will work and some of them will not. And but like all of them worked. All of them worked. <laughs> and it's just very, yeah. so they just kept doing it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. This is not my area of expertise. <laughs> and frankly, I have very little interest in discussing it. But uh, it seems extra to me. So, some random ass facts. Are you okay. ready for just some totally random ass facts? Do they have anything to do with sex? No. I'm glad. I'm Go. done with How that. How about part? teeth? Nope. Good. No more teeth. Then either. continue. So Mesoamericans believed that snail shells, well, they saw them as representing the circle of life. So for them in their uh, culture, snails were a symbol of joy. I like that. I thought you'd like that. I suppose so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Why not? They're very whimsical. Yeah. 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 Snails are, even today for us, very yeah. whimsical. And people turn snails' shells into all sorts of decorations, jewelry. I mean, abalone, like we were talking about. Yeah. Um, they also can be turned into musical instruments. Conch shells are the most popular for that. People have used shell trumpets as musical instruments for millennia. Mm-hmm. Um, they played an important part in the mythology of ancient Greece, India, and Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then here's your last interesting random ass fact. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie The Talented Mr. Ripley? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, okay. in a in a class in college. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked me up real good. Yeah. It's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the author for the book, um, whose movie, whose book? Wait. The, the author, author of the book, of the, the movie book inspired. The movie was based on. Yes. So the book came first. The book that inspired the movie. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, reportedly preferred mollusks to people, so she kept around three hundred snails as pets. And they appear in several of her literary works. They're quite a motif in her works. In the biography of the writer, author Joan Shinkar, Shin, Shinkar, Shinkar, yes, 
Quotes somebody who described Highsmith as the woman who produced snails from her handbag and encouraged them to leave sticky trails all over her host's tabletop at parties. So she would she would just take them to parties and be what like, the hey, heck? would you like to say hi to my snail? I imagine she and your seventh grade teacher would have gotten along really well. No, Mrs. Hansen was rocking. That lady is I mean, is this off lady balance. sounds amazing. Uh-huh. I would be like, can I be your friend? No, that's, no, she can would I say no, because you're not a snail. I would be like, I can make a shell. Suddenly, that movie makes so much more sense. Doesn't it? That it came from that mind. Yeah. Because that character is. Yeah. Very withdrawn from society. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, that messed me up. There was no snails in that, though. Maybe we need to go back and rewatch. Or watch. No, I'm not watching that ever again. No. Not doing it. We'll read a craft article about it. Because, like, it, like, yeah. you're just watching this movie and you're like, okay, it's kind of weird. It's kind of uh-huh. trippy. And then all of a and sudden, like, blood. Yes. Yeah. Bludgeoning people's blood heads force in. trauma. What yes. the heck? Yes. <laughs> no. Tell us about your slug story. Oh. When uh, a couple of years ago, when I was in high school mm-hmm. and I was living with my family in Sacramento, mm-hmm. um, I was just like minding my own business, mm-hmm. doing my own thing. Oh. Okay. Inside my house, walked into my bathroom. Oh, no. A slug on my rug. Ew. <laughs> Where had it come from? No idea. The aliens. Because there was like a slime trail on oh, the rug. But nowhere but else. But like nowhere else. Did and the rug hadn't of, been outside. Did it come out of the sink or the toilet? There was, but there was no other slime trail. Crazy. It literally came out, like it just it appeared. It manifested in this dimension. <laughs> and then was like in my bathroom and like it was just a dark kind of gross looking slug. Yeah. It wasn't. Like a pretty slug. Yeah. It was just like dark. Sounds like a common garden. Scene. Exactly. Yeah. And I had never seen one outside our house either. Yeah. Just, I, I wasn't aware that we had a high presence of slugs in yeah. our area. And it just like, it really flipped me out and weirded me out. Because then I was, you know, thinking about all those movies and Harry Potter and vomiting slugs. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot. Maybe it came from the upside down. Oh my God. What did you do with it? Did it turn into a demigorgon? I put it in the garden. It I, turned into a demigorgon. Monster! I it took it outside Will. and put it in the garden. <laughs> Have you seen my son, Will? <laughs> Will. Um, yeah. So that's my uh, not a ton of exciting stories, but those exciting. are those are my slug experiences, yeah. my slug and snail experiences. Nice. Um, yeah. So so snails. So snails. Aliens yeah. from another dimension. Primordial ooze. Right. No. Are they what we all should strive to be? I honestly, I, I want to say that snails are like the chaotic sub-adults of my, like my age group right now. Like we're chaotic sub-adults where like people are like, here, do this thing. And you don't really know why you do it, but uh-huh. you just keep doing it. And like, it's okay. It works enough. So like you mm-hmm. just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Just <laughs> fling yourself in all sorts of different directions. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is what it is. Yeah, this is like, what are we even doing? I don't. I don't know. know. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna follow you. Exactly. That, that makes sense because snails do like to um, eat family dinners together. Yeah, they prefer to eat <laughs> with another snail on the same food source, even if there's other readily available food sources. Yeah. So it makes sense that that your your generation, your community is all like, yeah, you know, let's just kind of 
do our own all, thing, but all I, not do together. anything together. Let's all just be confused and we'll, doing whatever the heck we we'll want just together. Get through, you know what? This world is hard enough. Yeah. So, like, just fling yourself in yeah. wholeheartedly like a snail, and it will work out. Hopefully, do it like a snail with your hashtag. Also, tweeze your teeth. You and me, baby, we ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. Except with gastropods. So you and me, baby, ain't nothing but gastropods. Then it doesn't rhyme. No, it doesn't. I don't know why you did that, and I don't know what you just referenced. You don't know that song? No. I tend to avoid most songs that are, like, blatantly about sex. (laughs) This one was unavoidable. Okay. In, like, 2003. Yeah, my mom probably would not have let me <laughs> no, listen to that. <laughs> no, I was too busy in 2003 probably listening. No, I think Run It came out a little bit later. I was going to mm. say, I was probably listening to Run It on repeat. All right. Jeez. Nice. <laughs> Better song. We can run it, run it. You and me, we can run it, run it. It's your man on the floor. If we ain't, let me know. Nope. Nope. Yeah, it was also a bad song, but. So many bad songs I was songs really in obsessed with it. So many. Those baby, you know. Yeah. Uh, bye. Okay. So, yeah, that's the moral of the stories. Do life like a snail. Mm-hmm. As always, yes. you can find us on all social media. We are going to get back into posting, so keep an eye out. We will be on Instagram at CritterCast Podcast. We will be on Facebook at just regular CritterCast. We will, we will sometimes at some point be on Twitter as Cast Critter. Mm-hmm. We'll be at our website, CritterCastPodcast.com. Mm-hmm. We'll be on Spotify and iTunes and all mm-hmm. your favorite podcast listening playlists mm-hmm. and places yep. as CritterCast. And uh, you can find all of our stuff by searching the hashtag, hashtag Critters Love the Booty. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for specific facts about an animal we've covered, you can always say hashtag this specific critter loves the booty. Yes. Such as hashtag snails love the booty or hashtag slugs love the booty. Mm-hmm. I bet they do. That would be really creepy to find a slug on your booty. Gross. Sounds like something they do at a really expensive day spa. Now I just want to find a picture of a snail on another snail's booty. Oh, like the stacks of the slugs. Yeah. 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 Hashtag snails love the booty. Yeah, they do. Um, Also, I guess you kind of have to do hashtag tweezer teeth now. (laughs) And Erica, this one goes out to you, my (laughs) self-proclaimed super fan. Please find us or make us. (laughs) A decal or <laughs> tweezer teeth. Hashtag. It's less creepy to me than tampon than eyes. The and tampon I can eyes? I can handle it. I thought more. teeth were more of a thing for you. Yeah, but tampons really freak me out. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's not the eyes, it's the tampons. <laughs> the tweezers aren't aren't as bad. No, I use okay. tweezers on a regular basis. What if you thought of them as no, never mind. Nope, not gonna go there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, those are all our social media handles. Please keep an eye out. We will be um, posting footage and pictures and clips of our time at the Sacramento Reptile oh my Show. God, so exciting! Doing what we love, yes. which is just harassing people with stickers. And if you happen to be driving to the um, Sunday uh, Sac Expo Reptile Expo, uh, come look for us. Yeah, find yes. us. And make us think we're famous for no reason. I'm assuming you're listening to this on your way there, because what better way to get revved up <laughs> to go to the Reptile Expo than to, than to listen, listen about snails? <laughs> to Critter Cast. Okay.
in general. But not a reptile Let's podcast. be honest, they're probably listening to the Corn Snakes episode. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so find us on all those places, follow us on all those places, and keep an eye out for, keep an ear out, I yeah. suppose, for next week, which will be episode 14, To Be Determined. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile!